<laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're just going to start back. every episode with laughter because you know what? It brings the joy, my friends. It does. And Meg, was like, we were in the middle of something, and she's like, okay, wait, let's go. <laughs> so we off guard. All right. Hi, it's Melissa. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Hello Storyteller <laughs> podcast. We're so professional. I really threw off your mojo, girl. You did. You threw me bruh. off. I'm usually so bruh. I'm so professional, usually. Not today. Not today. It's Melissa and Meg. Heyo. <laughs> Heyo. And we are here today to chat about being a business owner and a parent. Yeah, buddy. Good times. <laughs> Isn't um, it? It's something. <laughs> currently, <laughs> currently uh, this is a perfect uh, example of this. Uh, my children, unbeknownst to me, had a half <laughs> school today which I was not prepared for in any capacity. And they are, this is their home this week. So I just had to like persuade them to, uh, to scarf down their lunch and then go sit quietly in front of the television while I try to record this podcast. There's like a, I'd say a 70, 40 shot that it's going to, you're just going to hear loud thumping happening behind (laughs) me. So don't, don't be concerned. I have instructed them to, to sit because I don't know, Meg, if your kids do this, but I have to have this conversation with my children every time we put on the television. And it is, this is what I say to them about seven minutes into the episode or whatever they're watching. I have to go into the living room and say, once again, if you want to play and jump around, you need to go outside. If you want to watch TV, you need to sit down. It's like, they can't just sit and watch TV. They have no. to like, somersault off the couch or like body slam each other into the floor and I'm just can you just sit quietly and watch the episode like the adults do and then we fall asleep just do that (laughs) just do just be an adult now just be an adult right now no I walked by the living room yesterday going into the kitchen again and saw my child jumping on my favorite chair (laughs) like it was the trampoline and I was like dude (laughs) Not the tramp. Go outside. <laughs> Not the tramp. The, the, this, my children are 100% the reason why I have not replaced my living room furniture as of yet, even though it is in desperate need of replacement. It's disgusting. I have tried to get it clean. It does not work anymore. It's beyond, it's beyond help. And now the small two-seater couch, like, you can't, I can't get out of it without, like, assistance because there's, like, no support underneath. But there's just no point right now. Like, we're, like, almost maybe to the age where I could replace furniture, but then I basically can't allow them to be in that room. So, no. oh, I already hear the thumping happening above my head. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. Oh, boy. All no, right. Hopefully, hopefully how I long... won't have to pause and go deal with them. So, <laughs> ask me how long it took for me to get new furniture and how many hand me downs I had till it happened. Well, that's because you have young kids. That is true. True, but we've had still. this furniture. We've had this furniture set. I keep thinking that like we haven't had it that long, and then I do the math, and I'm like, oh no, we've had that couch for almost 14 years. Yeah, because we're old. I feel you, friend. We have, you know, we've been together a long time. I keep thinking <laughs> that we haven't had it that long, 
I felt the same way about our bedroom furniture too when we replaced that over the summer, which was a whole fiasco. Oh gosh. But, <laughs> you remember, but um, oh yes. <laughs> but I said to my husband, I'm like, we we don't need new bedroom furniture. I'm like, we haven't had this that long. And then I did the math, and I was like, oh, oh no, we've had this for 14 years, and oh, I I think I bought it off my former employer for like $400 and I'm pretty sure I sold it last summer for like 300 <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty good turnaround. Uh, yeah, dude. Considering that, you know, it's 14 years old, but it was in good shape. But that, that helped me feel less guilty about spending the money on it because it was just needed at that point. No, it's okay now. It's, we're just allowed to spend some money. It's fine. We can buy <laughs> new things. We're allowed to. We work hard. Right? It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't, isn't that what busy moms are about? We're busy because uh-huh. we're working and we're momming because we're momming. Because <laughs> <laughs> we decided we to have, have children. To. <laughs> <laughs> have you been seeing that um, uh, that real go around Instagram about, uh, I don't know, one of them about having children? <laughs> I can't think of it now. There's two that are mixing together. Um, I keep watching, um, there's this woman... Lindsay Girk, I think her name is, and she does these reels where she's talking like, uh, she's like pretending like her kids are talking to each other. So she's like a two-year-old and like an infant. Oh my it gosh, is... I've seen her. She's hysterical. Hysterical. I showed it to my husband yesterday and we were dying <laughs> laughing. And then there's this other guy that I just started following who does these reels of like from the first kid, the middle kid, and like the youngest kid perspective. Oh my and gosh. They're just hysterical. That's basically, I'm not on TikTok. But all I do is watch reels about parenting, apparently. Do you and Dave send them back and forth to each other? Because that's what me and Jeff do. And it's hysterical. I just die laughing. It's real fun. That's our source of entertainment these days. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, COVID. Right? No, but we wanted to chat today about, specifically about being a business owner and being a parent and how we somehow... I wouldn't even say we balance it. I would just say how we manage it because I don't think there is any balance right now anymore. No. Balance like, is an so, illusion, my friend. It is. But like, so for example, and this is interesting too. So I read a statistic that I'm not going to be able to quote, <laughs> but I'll give you the general overview of it. it was from a, like, you know, from a, a verifiable news source, like a CNN or MSNBC or something. And they were saying that in this past year in the pandemic, all of the job losses in the past year were like women, women who either lost their jobs or had to leave their jobs due to lack of childcare or being able to afford childcare or being able to find childcare in this pandemic. And I, you know, I shared it with my husband and he, and he sort of looked at me and he was like, that can't be right. And I'm like, well, like, think about it. Just think about it for a second. Like there's been so many news articles and research that has come out over the past year of of the sort of like disparagingly disproportionate impact that the pandemic has had on women, specifically working women over this past year. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, if I was not self-employed, if I did not own my own business, I probably would have had to leave my job. Like if I was still working in higher ed and working nine to five, like with our kids being home all the time, with having to manage school, like I was in a position, you know, last March through May where I wasn't even allowed to work because non-essential businesses were shut down that I just became teacher because that's what we had to do. 
And my husband continued to work in his job and he just worked remotely. But just over the past year, like I look at how my life as a mom and as a photographer and as a member of the Hellestory admin team, like how much all of that had to shift and move around to accommodate our family over this past year. And like, it's insane. And I know so many women who had to leave their jobs or, you know, were just thinking of starting a business last year. And then we're like, uh, there's no way I can do that now. And so we wanted to talk a little bit today about, about that, but also about, you know, now that it seems like we're at least in a bit of a forward momentum in terms of starting to get back to a semblance of normalcy or the new normal or whatever life is going to look like now post COVID. We wanted to sort of chat a little bit about, you know, how Meg and I manage that because we, you know, we both run businesses and have kids and husbands and lives and thought we'd share a little bit of our experience and some things that we've put into place, especially, you know, Meg and I have been really focused, I think, since the fall of last year, of really trying to streamline things with Hello Storyteller and just some things I've done in my own business and my photography business as well, because the, the, the demands of this past year, which in some respects are, you know, were obviously far greater than what they were before. But I think for any parent that has children, young children or younger children, you know, not teenagers, I think, but spent any amount of time at home with their kids. A lot of last year just felt different. Just felt just felt the same as that. Like when I was home full time with two two year olds and a five year old, like a lot of it felt that way. And so, you know, there I think about how I, you know, what I had to do at the start of my business in terms of trying to find time to do things. And then what I had to do this past year, it was very reminiscent of, you know, of those first years of having to wait until they went to bed to go do all my work and, and working until, you know, one o'clock in the morning every night. And Oh yeah. I remember those days. Yep. So we thought we'd take some time today to sort of just talk about some of the things that we've been doing to help sort of streamline things and keep us organized. Because I think so much of it is, is trying to find a system, right? Putting a system in place to help you be able to be as productive as possible. I think anyone that has has sort of transitioned from doing something as a hobby into turning that into a business very quickly realizes that you now as a business owner will spend far more time on the behind the scenes running the business aspect and you actually do whatever it was that you whatever your product is so whether that is photography or whether that is you know any other sort of like creative outlet whether it is art or it is you know ceramics or pottery whatever it is you know, when it was a hobby, you could focus all of your time on the hobby. And then once you decide that you're like, oh, I want to take this to the next level, there's a whole other bunch of stuff that has to happen behind the scenes to actually get your business up and running. And so we thought that we'd talk today a little bit about some of the things that we're using. So I think first we'll sort of talk about what we've been doing with Hello Storyteller. So we have an admin team. There is five of us. How many there are? Two, three, five. Five. There's five of us. And so, you know, in the beginning, we sort of, you know, we did what most new business owners do is we sort of piece things together. And we started in one platform and then really quickly within like a month realized that platform was not going to work for us. And then Meg, <laughs> and then nope. Meg built everything into Squarespace. And we had to create everything from scratch because what we needed wasn't there. And so Meg had to build that and we built 
she built the website and then that was real you know, fun <laughs> that was good times and so and then we were using you know we were using hello sign for contracts and we were using basic messenger for messaging the admin team and and as you do right you sort of piece things together because you're in the midst and up to your eyeballs in trying to get everything figured out and there there are a lot of organizational options out there but it's hard to know what you're going to need until you're sort of in it and i think you know, 2019 was the launch of the Hello Storyteller Academy and sort of the, the business as a whole. And we were just like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. And so we just had to sort of figure it out as we went <laughs> along. And then, of course, 2020 hit. And then we were like, well, this is not at all what we expected. New. No. And so, <laughs> and so we block. knew. Yeah, I knew as the person that sort of, you know, does the day to day operations of Hello Storyteller and manages the finances piece of things. You know, I, I came to Meg back in, gosh, I don't even know when it was, April or May of last year and said, we have outgrown Squarespace and we are going to have to make a transition to a whole new platform, an e-commerce platform to be able to accomplish that streamlining, to be able to make it much more efficient, to be able to make the sales experience much better for our clients. And so we tried one program and that didn't work and then decided to just end up that <laughs> was fun. Trial and error. It's real fun. A lot of trial and error. So in the interim, <laughs> we moved from, so we moved from Squarespace to show it. And that was a direct result of our collaboration with Launcher Daydream and our web designers. And then ultimately we ended up deciding to go with a, um, a multi-vendor marketplace through WooCommerce. And that was a whole, as I sort of talked about in our, our last episode, that was a whole feat in and of itself. But Along with that, we realized that there were some other things that we needed to do to sort of help streamline our team. Now, if you're someone that has, if you're a solopreneur, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on, about some of the things that I use for myself and my own business, where it's just me, myself and I. So just hold tight if you're a solopreneur. But if you're someone that works on a team, even a small team, and we don't have a large team, there's only five of us. There are some things that we have but sort we of- we are mighty. We are mighty. There are some things that we have incorporated- <laughs> in the last just couple of months that have really helped us organize things. And so one of those things is Slack. So I don't know if you're familiar with Slack or if you've heard of Slack. Um, admittedly, Meg did try to have us use Slack at the very beginning yeah, of Hello Storyteller. <laughs> Told and I, was like, I was like, hard pass. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like this. My brain does not function this way. I just could not. It felt very overwhelming to me. I could not like wrap my head around it. So we've been using Facebook Messenger. And then we had some really interesting experiences with oh Facebook goodness, this past gracious. year. We're not even going to get into, <laughs> no. but, but very, cause God knows they'll find us. And then something yeah, else will happen. So, hush, hush. so we're not going to say anything, but we, we sort of very quickly, was it, gosh, was it just some, was it the beginning of this year mm-hmm. that we, yeah. So we sort of said, you know what, we need to get off of the Facebook platform and we need to be able to be much more efficient in our communication and keep things organized, you know, because we talk all day. We're all all over the country, right? So I'm on the East Coast, Meg's on the West Coast, uh, Laura's in Canada. We've got, you know, Holly and Angie in two states that I can never remember. Michigan and Minnesota. Yes. Which one lives where and who's in what time zone? I have no idea on any given day. I know Laura Just and Megra Harris behind me. I don't, I can never remember if Angie is on the same time zone as me or if she's behind. In any case, we're Angie all over Central. the place. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. So we're all over the place 
geographically, time zone wise, and we talk all day long, you know, we're dropping notes here and there, and it was just impossible to keep track of things. So we decided to move to Slack, and it has been a game changer. Ooh, I love it. In terms of being able to keep our conversations and our topics organized, being able to send files, just, it's just been great. And actually, um, Laura and I ran classes earlier this year and actually took our classes off of Facebook and put them in Slack, and the students loved it. Because as you know, if you're in any group on Facebook, you can't see everything. Things get hidden. You can't find things. Like comments disappear. And Slack has just been great. So if you are someone that works on a team, even with one other person, two three people, fives, ten, I, my husband uses it a ton for work as well. He's got much larger teams than I do. Highly recommend Slack. It's just a really great organizational tool. And if you are in multiple Slack groups, you can they're on your phone, they're on your desktop, you can turn on or turn off notifications. It's great. And it keeps you out of social media. And I think that was the biggest thing for us. I was like, I can't, I'm tired of being in Facebook every day because then I get distracted (laughs) (laughs) by everything else that's going on. So Slack has been huge. We also use Monday for Hello Storyteller. And that's, Slack is sort of like where we chat and keep track of like conversation pieces. And Monday is where we sort of like get our SHIT together and sort of (laughs) really put put together a like a cohesive plan for like this is you know these are the dates of things that are launching this is you know where we are this is all of our contact information so we keep track of actual like project process progress project progress in monday and we use slack for communication and for um sort of like our admin messaging and whatnot so those are sort of the two things that we've been using with Hello Storyteller that have really helped. I think in terms of for myself, I've talked about this before and I will talk about it again. I think if you are someone who is in business in photography, which I'm sure many of you that are listening to this podcast are, I would highly, highly, highly recommend getting yourself into a CRM, which is basically just a, a software that can help you organize your business. I use Sprout Studio. I think it is far superior than anything else that's on the market right now. I think it's better than Dubsado and I don't even know the other ones. HoneyBook, it's amazing. It does everything. I can do booking proposals. I can do questionnaires. I can do galleries. I can do album proofing. I can do scheduling. I can do reporting, invoicing, like all of the things in one spot. A beautiful, beautiful uh, email campaigns. We're actually using Sprout for Hello Storytellers email campaigns now too. It's amazing. I will pop my affiliate link in the show notes. Um, but even if I didn't have one, <laughs> I would still say go and try it. It just helps keep things streamlined and organized, especially if you're someone that is piecemealing it together. Like you're using Gmail for your email and you're using HelloSign for your contracts and you're using PayPal for your invoicing. This puts it all together in one neat, little, pretty, beautiful, well-streamlined and well-organized package. So can't say enough about Sprout. The other thing, too, I think is, you know, we are still, even though we are inching forward to, to back to some sense of normalcy, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. And if you are someone that is going to be working with people outside or just clients in general where you have to come face to face with them, it's still super important that you're taking precautions when it comes to that. And so obviously I'm not a lawyer, I'm not giving legal advice, that is my disclaimer, but I would say that having a COVID 
waiver in your contract or as part of your contract or contract addendum is hugely important. I would highly recommend that you look up the legal page. It's uh, the legal, but it's P-A-I-G-E. She's amazing. That's where I get all of my contract templates from. And then I have my own personal lawyer review them. But she's amazing. And you need to have that addendum to protect you and to protect your clients. We are still dealing with a, a very highly contagious, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not disease, I guess, but whatever it is. Virus. And you need to be protected. Yeah, virus. Thank you. You need to be protected <laughs> and kept safe. Your clients do as well. So if you don't have a COVID addendum, you need one and you still need one. I'm still using it in my contracts now. I'm still including it in my wedding contracts for this year too. It's better to be safe than sorry. The other piece is um, making sure that you're taking, you know, that you're using PPE when you're in your sessions. So wearing a mask, keeping your distance, all of those things still need to be in place to keep you safe. The last thing any of us want at this point, obviously, is to get sick and then to be out of business for, you know, for several weeks as you recover or recuperate or heaven forbid, infect a client. I was able to successfully hold sessions and shoot weddings all of last year taking insane, not insane, but just like really strong precautions, double masking, keeping my distance, hand sanitizing, temperature checks, all of those things. I was able to be able to stay in business and hold sessions and never was infected myself. Not obviously never got sick from anybody else. None of my clients ever got sick. So those things also have to be in place. I know there is this like sort of feeling now of like, oh, we're good. We can like move forward. Even after I get vaccinated, which hopefully will be happening soon, I will still be wearing masks because now that some of the guidelines have, have been lowered. So like now there's a hundred people inside and they can dance. That's still sort of scary <laughs> as a wedding photographer. So just some things to sort of keep in mind there. And then again, just looking at, you know, how can you manage the best part, you know, the, your time, the best time blocking is a great way to do that. You know, sort of, making a list of what you need to accomplish, how much time you think each task will accomplish, you'll be able to get each task accomplished, and then really trying to stick to that. But it's hard, as Meg, as you know, too, as a parent, like I said, my kids had half day of school today, my husband went to work, I need to figure out, you know, they had a school off last Friday. And so the beauty of working for yourself is that you have a flexible schedule. The, the downside of working for yourself is that you have a flexible schedule. <laughs> And I'm sure Meg feels this too, that, you know, especially if you are in a two-parent household and your partner has a regular nine-to-five job or, you know, a job that doesn't have that kind of flexibility, I think as moms in general, that sort of falls to us to figure out. And so just knowing that you will find a way to organize your time. I'm not going to say that you're going to find a balance that works for you. You might. Um, I don't think I ever really sort of feel balanced. Illusion. <laughs> I think I always sort of feel like there's like 500 chainsaws above my head that are about to fall at any point. But <laughs> but you do sort of find, you find an equilibrium that works for you. And, and however that looks, if you're, you know, I know... Meg will be messaging me in the morning. I'm like, why is this woman up? I know it is three hours <laughs> behind where I am right now. And I'm like dragging myself to my coffee maker because I'm not a morning person, but I'll be up, up till five. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that sounds so miserable. And up till like 11, 11.30 sometimes. Whereas I get I up I need at, no sleep. I get up at like six or 6.30, depending on my kids are up. And then I'm up until like one or 1.30 in the morning. So <laughs> See? 
works. So, but you just find the time that works for you and, and you sort of figure out, and I think we'll, we'll spend more time in, I think another episode sort of talking about how to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as a business owner, as a parent, because obviously as those priorities sort of come into play, we tend to push ourselves down to the bottom of the line. And if I've learned anything this past year, it's that I can't do that anymore. So yeah, um, yeah. so we'll talk more about that in another episode, but um, we'll provide links to all of the things that we talked about today in the episode in the show notes. And yeah, we just look forward to being able to spend some more time talking with all of you about ways to try to really help you be able to feel confident in moving forward in your business or starting a business um, while also raising small human beings and somehow not losing your mind. So <laughs> good luck with that, friends. We're going to try our best to help you out as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> we will share all of our knowledge and power with you. All of the mistakes we have made, all of the things we were like, we never should have done that. That's what we're going to share with you. And then yeah. we will also tell you all the things that maybe worked out really well for us too. Uh, Cause we're going to keep it real over here on this podcast. It's not always going to be, uh, you know, super sunny and, and daisies and butterflies, but we're going to be real because life is real and this shit can be hard sometimes. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> beep, beep me out. Um, but it is, it's hard. And, and we want to make sure that we are being authentic over here about what we've struggled with and what's gone well and how we've sort of come out the other side of a lot of these things, because I know I, it would be help. It would have, I would have loved to have this type of resource when I was trying to start my business. So yeah, yeah just feeling that there was someone that could relate to the struggle of, of starting a business and starting a woman owned business and being a parent and doing all of it when your kids are young which I think a lot of us end up doing. So we're going to explore more of that over the next couple of episodes. Yeah, buddy. I am woman. Yeah. Hear me roar. roar. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a very intense roar, roar again. Roar. Sorry. I didn't want to be too loud. I'm trying to like hold in half of my laughter and my cackling for Eric so he doesn't kill me. <laughs> Eric is our, uh, is our podcast editor. and He's our audio uh, engineer. He's yes. awesome. So he's great. So that's if you hear us mention Eric, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> but yes, so as always, make sure that you head on over to hellostoryteller.com to check out. We've got new courses being released this week and want to make sure you can stay in the know. And as always, if you enjoy our podcast, make sure that you subscribe and that you rate us and you leave a comment. And yeah, we look forward to talking to you all very soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, friends.